everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey London. And this is Volume Up by The Tease. Hello, everyone. This is Ashley Norman at Ashley Norman Hair on Instagram. I am a member of the Schwarzkopf Professional USA Artistic Team and the lead for the TBH relaunch. I'm super excited to be sharing my education with you with the signature color melt technique using Schwarzkopf Professional's first hybrid color line, all the power of a permanent with the flexibility of a demi-gloss. TBH, it's truly, beautifully, honestly, transformative. Let me introduce you to the new TBH, low maintenance, high impact. The key benefits to the TBH line is number one, it's more of a translucent deposit, meaning multi-dimensional coverage. No more harsh lines of opaque demarcation. Number two, it has a lavender base. What does that mean? Cooler results for beautiful, pastelized, lived-in color. Number three, it has something called Tone Softener. Tone Softener is a hero product that can be intermixed with this permanent color line to make it a demi-permanent or even a hybrid color, somewhere in between. The versatility is unmatched. So we're coming off the heels about a month out, maybe more than, <laughs> off of your Little Mermaid. <laughs> My Little Mermaid. Dad moments. Daddy daughter moment. I had to take my niece because I have no one in my household who wanted to go. Um, and so I'm still reeling over it, but there's a new trend that's popped up from it and it's called water nails. What do you know about water nails? I'm seeing what everybody <laughs> else is seeing. Um, water inspired, mm -hmm. whether sort of the like effect of droplets on the nail, which is very, very cool. So cool. Uh, the sort of like dappling of light on water effect that people are doing. Mm -hmm. And then like, obviously the glitter, the sort of scaly stuff, all of it, all of the above. Um, but this is really cool. What are your thoughts? Would you do it? Of course. In a second. Yes. I would like a 3D motif or texture droplets, just to be clear. Obviously. Because I want my nails to look just like this. It's lovely. I love it. I'm going to challenge my amazing nail technician to see if they can do it. It's kind of perfect for summer too. Yeah. I mean, like we keep talking about sort of things that are of the moment, but like, why the hell not embrace it? Like it's, it's hot. This is it. it, you know, cool, cool your nails down at least. Give the effect. <laughs> I love that. All right. On our last episode, I talked with Ambrosia Carey. Ambrosia has been mentoring within the beauty industry for over two decades globally. And as a seven figure salon owner, she's developed marketing strategies to help individuals, teams, and brands scale their business. Today, you can find Ambrosia leading a team of educators through Successful Stylist Academy, hosting the Successful Stylist podcast, as well as working with leading brands such as Olivia Garden, Trust Professional, and Air Professional. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. This week, we're talking with Dr. Jean Retis. Dr. Jean is a skincare creator and Figgy founder. When Dr. Jean turned 35, she experienced a great change. Contemplation, confusion, frustration, and joy. Facing a health and soul crisis, she decided to make a big change in her life. She integrated her human rights background into Figgy, which allowed her to seek serenity and still experience the adrenaline rush of creating something new. Figgy is for the every woman, like her, who has struggled, achieved, and still seeks professional and personal purpose. 
community, truth, a shoulder to cry on, and products to help you elevate your self-care experience. This is a really interesting one, a little bit non-traditional in terms of guests that we've had. So I think that you're going to enjoy it. Before we talk about beauty, um, because this is really kind of a beauty-focused podcast, as it turns out today. Turns out. This episode is all about it. Uh, we're talking about water nails. We're talking about skincare. Um, and we're going to be talking about Dollar General. Um, these are not necessarily associations that we have, not to be snobby on this podcast, but it turns out the Dollar General is hosting its 2023 virtual Days of Beauty event this coming July, um, which is repeat programming. I didn't know that it existed at all, Same. but it's come to our attention um, that this is quite a big deal. Dollar General is going to be celebrating multicultural beauty and wellness with tutorials, beauty talks and textured hair, makeup, nail products, and general wellness, while featuring quality and affordable products that are available within their stores. Um this is kind of a huge deal, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, often we associate these kinds of events with more prestige retailers like the Ultas and Sephoras of the world. Right. What are your thoughts here? I mean, it's rooted in the celebration of multicultural beauty and wellness, right? So we love that in any regard. And I also love that it's opening the opportunity and the doors for anyone at any price point to participate in these types of events, mm -hmm. to uncover new products that they like, share what they are into and get tips and tricks from everyone. So I'm down with this thought. You can see a lot of the big brands have jumped on this as well, which from a true marketing perspective is genius for them and for Dollar General. So let's let's be real. There's something for everyone here. There really is, including if you're interested, a box. Right. So there's a registration for this week of programming, um, which we'll drop in the show notes, dollargeneral.com slash days of beauty. The first 5,000 registrants will receive a box of beauty supplies, which feature brands that you've mentioned, the biggies, Dove, Suave, CoverGirl, Curl Rhythm, Pantene, Olay, Secret, tons of heavy hitters. Yeah. And programming is going to also include some, we've talked about reality stars on this podcast. We have. <laughs> Lauren Speed Hamilton of Love is Blind is going to be making an appearance. I think like one of the OG Love is Blind darlings. Um, so that's kind of cool in and of itself. Yeah, it is. So shout out to Dollar General. Great play. All right. Let's talk about things that are trending on our site. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week uncovering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know, but should. And here are some of Kelly and my favorite headlines. First up, a review. The article title... I tried the Grow Gorgeous Hair Density Serum. Here are my honest thoughts. So to clarify, I did not write this. <laughs> I'm going to read the intro from this article because it's compelling. So when you hear these eyes, not me, the editor. I think we can all agree there are few beauty topics more important than the quest for a head full of healthy hair. Though this uphill climb can be deeply personal and bio-individual, it's possible many of us can benefit from a highly effective serum to offer a boost in hope and in real regrowth. Grow Gorgeous is an intelligent hair care brand that focuses on helping you to regrow your hair. Their products are designed to nourish scalp and promote hair regrowth while also helping to protect hair from everyday damage. Hair damage that many of us have experienced from split ends, excessive heat, color damage, guilty, <laughs> chemical damage, and hair loss. Our contributor tried out the Grow Gorgeous Hair Density Serum and let us know her honest thoughts as we said, on thetees.com, go over there and check out that review. I was skeptical. I'm skeptical of regrowth serums. Right. Although they are quite popular. Mm -hmm. What about you? Are you coming down on the side of you'll give it a shot or like you're not willing 
to go there? You know, I'll give it a shot in in the fact that I'm always interested in new sprouts. <laughs> Fair. And I know that our contributor did indeed have some new sprouties. And so it's simple. It's cost effective. I would give it a 30-day run and see what happens. There you go. I mean, there's no downside, really. Right. So there's that. Only upside. You heard her take just now. Only upside. All right. Next up, take your braid and lock game to the next level with Red by Kiss. If you're a Hello Salon Pro subscriber, you're in luck. This June, we had a special edition Hello Salon Pro box sponsored by Red by Kiss. This extra box features six to die for styling and finishing products that were sent free to all of the Hello Salon Pro subscribers. Whether you're already a fan of Red by Kiss or a total newbie to the brand, this box was a treat. All of the products are formulated with certified organic Jamaican black castor oil and honey extract, ensuring your braids, curls, locks, and twists are full of extra hydration and shine. If you didn't get a box, first of all, here's your reason to subscribe to Hello Salon Pro. Right, an extra. Uh-huh. So that if there are other special edition boxes that come up, you get them for free. But also head to tees.com to take a peek at what you missed out on. And if you're interested in the products, go over and buy them on Red by Kiss's website. So my question for you. Obviously, you and I do not have locks, braids, twists, Mm -hmm. but we do have an appreciation for healthy, hydrated hair. We do. So what is your go-to shine-enhancing product? You know, I'm going to go back with one that I use and have consistently used, and it's Olaplex. Mm. Because I do like their... um, Comes in a little, little doohickey like this with some oil, and I just put a little bit on... And I smooth down my new sprouties, which I'm happy to have, um, and any sort of split end I might have. So it's OG and I love it. And, you know, I think it's OG for a reason. Tried and tested. Yeah. Love that. It is. All right. Well, we talked a little bit about on a couple of podcasts back tech and where it doesn't necessarily make sense or do good. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not an example of that. It is exactly (laughs) the opposite. Uh, The article is called Our X wants to create a new standard for textured hair with its personalized hair care platform. Consumers with tighter textures are finally getting the extra care and attention that their curls and coils rightfully deserve thanks to a new hair company. Meet Our X, a first-to-market data tech platform that was created with textured hair in mind. Billing itself as creating a new standard for textured hair and scalp care, our X offers users individualized hair care regimens, one-on-one hair coaching, education, and community support to help them achieve their hair goals and needs. The groundbreaking platform was founded by CC Kurzman, a veteran music executive and board member at Revlon and Lavon, who recognized the lack of investment, innovation, and data surrounding textured hair care and was inspired to bring her own offering to the table. Head to thetees.com to hear more about Our X from the founder, Kurzman, and CEO, Megan Maupin. Good to see that tech can be used for good. Um, and not for silly stuff like the metaverse. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, would you be into individualized hair care? You know, I definitely think there is a need for it. Um, why Why are we treating all of our hair the same, right? We do completely different things to it. Mm-hmm. We have different scalp composition, different types of hair. So for me, like dialing it in a bit more versus just an off-the-shelf solution is important. Mm-hmm. Our ex, you know, they're new to the market. We want to support them. I do think that their packaging and product line looks beautiful, which we all know that, you know, that also helps in today's world. So I'm here for it. I, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, as always, <laughs> so much going on with tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We're proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Next up, Jeff's conversation with Dr. Jean, a skincare creator and Figgy founder. Dr. Jean Retief is a skincare creator and Figgy founder. When Jean turned 35, she experienced great change, contemplation, confusion, frustration, and joy. She invested so much of her energy in becoming an expert in her field, but realized that the career she had built with a single-minded focus no longer fulfilled or inspired her. It was a confusing and frightening realization. Facing a health and soul crisis, she decided to make a change, a big change. She integrated her human rights background into Figgy, which allowed her to seek serenity and still experience the adrenaline rush of creating something new. This is what Figgy is to her. It is her best life. It is her Figgy life. Figgy is for every woman like her who has struggled, achieved, and still seeks professional and personal purpose. Figgy offers community, truth, a shoulder to cry on, and products to help you elevate your self-care experience. I'm so excited today. I'm joined by Dr. Jean Retief. We are going to be having an incredible conversation, I believe, about all of her background and her incredible brand. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we are thrilled to have you. Um, now, for people who are maybe unfamiliar with you and your background, if you wouldn't mind, how did you come to beauty and skincare? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a strange story if you look at it from the outside. Can't wait. Because my PhD, <laughs> my PhD is in international criminal law and human rights. So I owned and founded a human rights consultancy that I ran for almost 15 years. But I was diagnosed with panic disorder um, and I severely mismanaged that diagnosis. Mm. And many other things kind of culminated in this one spot in my life that I call the breaking. And that led me to skincare and founding Figgy. <laughs> Wow. Um, that is a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think that oftentimes people are maybe not as forthright um, about origin stories, uh, but that'll do it. Uh, so um, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind not to make light of a very serious situation, um, how did how did Figgy come to be? Um, had you always been interested in skincare and beauty as you were pursuing a sort of legal career or, yeah. or this was a totally new thing? I'd love to understand more. So yeah, I've always loved skincare and um, it was something that always brought me a little bit of peace. But when I was going through this period of the breaking, we had also immigrated to a new country and I had new water, new food, new weather. And a lot of people think that a panic disorder diagnosis is just about the panic attack, but it's mm. everything surrounding that mm. and it has an incredible incredible impact on your skin and i've always had sensitive skin but since my diagnosis it's been really bad because your cortisol levels are so high all the time and that sends like all of this blood rushing to your nervous system to that layer of skin just underneath your first layer so you always feel so uncomfortable and like you're burning and itching and scratching and I just wanted something small to just go right again. And I thought, okay, you know what? Mm -hmm. I can do skincare. And I went back and did my certificate in cosmetic chemistry and created this line. 
that is so incredible. Uh, I, you say it with such sort of nonchalance, um, but that's quite an accomplishment. Really, just from from your perspective, what was that like in terms of career shift? Um, very serious, sort of formal situation. Not that I mean, certainly chemistry is also incredibly formal. So, what was this like in terms of this this new world? It was really eye opening to me because in the old world where I was coming from, I was dealing with a lot of secondary trauma and mm. also my own childhood trauma. And I felt like I was really good at helping people and making the situations better, but I was constantly being barred by the diplomacy and the politics and the bureaucracy. And I knew how to do this, but I was just having these barriers in front of me all the time. And then I thought, you know what? I work with so many women that feel like I do, mm. that have nowhere to go and that don't know what to say and how to say it. And I can just do this myself, my own way without being halted by all the people that telling me there isn't a budget, this isn't in line with what we're doing. Like, I can just hold this space for them. And that's how I decided to do this. But it was really difficult for me because I hid my panic disorder diagnosis for a very long time. I had a lot of shame about that mm. because that doesn't fit into a professional environment. So it was difficult to build Figgy and to have to be so open mm. about my story and sharing it in like podcasts and blogs. Like you're doing right now. Yep. Yeah. It was a difficult adjustment, but it became a cathartic experience for me. Oh, well, I do love that aspect for you. Uh, perhaps not the the other bits, um, but do certainly appreciate that this has been transformative <laughs> in that way. Um, and it's obviously led to something incredible, which is the brand. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, we nerd out on this podcast, forgive the English phrasing, yeah. about like the branding aspects and all of the consideration that goes into bringing a brand into existence. So how did you settle on the name, the the colors? To, like, tell us everything, because it, it's such a fun thing to, to do, to build a brand. Thank you. So I love figs. They are my favorite fruit. <laughs> and I was just playing around with the idea of what, you know, if I'm going to do this, what would I name it? What would, what would it be? What would send the message? Mm -hmm. And my mind just played around with this word figgy. And, and when I did like deeper research about the meaning and the representation and symbolism of a fig, it was really feminine power and recognizing that we're all a community and we should be as one. And that was my goal for figgy. And I just thought divine intervention, this is definitely what it should be. <laughs> oh, I love that story. Um, it's such a powerful thing that, that that comes up when you're we're talking about these these symbols. Um, so then tell us about sort of how that translated into your approach to to formulation. You had mentioned having sensitive skin yeah. in addition to the panic disorder. Um, would love to hear that because I think that represents something that's quite unique about the the brand. Yeah, I really wanted to create something that I felt worked for me because I think I was just in such a stage of <laughs> confusion and demotivation. So when I set out to do this, I was really actually quite selfish because I was just thinking about what's going to make my skin feel better mm -hmm. right now. And a key ingredient in all the products that I've loved since I was 15 is rooibos tea. I don't know if you've heard of it. I actually have. Really? Because I've got a friend who's from South Africa. And so 
I've got familiarity, but people may not. So if you wouldn't mind, break it down for us. You can also call it red bush tea, but it's 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 <laughs> it's not actually a tea because it's not from the Camilla sinensis plant. It's a herb, actually. So you're drinking a herbal brew and it only grows in a really small uh, mountainous area in South Africa. And it has crazy scientific research behind it, like really legitimate years and years and years of study. And what makes it so special is there's no other plant like it. And their polyphenol structure is so unique, which makes its antioxidant structure so unique. And people have tried to replicate it and plant it in other places. I think France was one. And then the entire structure of it changes. Mm. And it's not as unique and amazing and brilliant as it is when it grows right there in that small little spot in South Africa. So we use that green rooibos extract in all of the formulations. And the reason why we do that is because it has such amazing scientific proof to be an anti-inflammatory, to be an antimicrobial, antifungal, but it has really, like I said, unique antioxidant properties as well. So it helps your skin with other things that may be really irritating for sensitive skin. So it helps boost the efficacy of your sunscreen. Mm. It helps with other products to just not make it feel so harsh. But the real beauty of it is how incredible it is at soothing and calming your skin. Oh, well, I mean, you've sold me. (laughs) Uh, I was just going to ask, well, why does anybody care about what the antioxidants do? Uh, Obviously, we hear about it a lot. A lot of marketing is around there's antioxidants. Yeah. But you've done a beautiful job of making it relevant. Um, Tell us about the product offerings then, because you mentioned this formulation is in a few products. So so what are those products? Yeah. So it's a really minimalist approach because if you have sensitive skin like me, the first thing you need to do is just cut out everything that you can and just kind of stick to the basics. Mm -hmm. So I do not cleanse in the mornings because it's too much for my skin. I only wash with water or rooibos tea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then we have an antioxidant enriched day cream that you can apply underneath your sunscreen and it works on your skin tone. It has rooibos. It's got a great combination of antioxidants because we combined it with green algae and vitamin E to really boost that antioxidant property and help your sunscreen. And we put some really beautiful moisturizing and hydrating agents in there to keep your skin glowing all day because if you have dry sensitive skin like me you kind of lose that during the day mm-hmm. and then the nighttime routine is like the it routine it's a double cleanse a oil balm cleanser first with a gentle gel cleanser second and then a super rich moisturizing cream for the night that works beautifully under a slug uh whatever you choose to slug with but that's it. That's like the routine, just getting back to basics. The whole point is to get your skin back to a good space before you try to do anything else. <laughs> I mean, the way that you're describing it makes it sound like a dream. Um, the basics. Um, and sometimes that's all you need, uh, particularly when you've got sort of other things going on in your life. As you talked about, this is a minimalist offering, which can be just the thing that one needs. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite product from the line? Um, oh my word. <laughs> I think I would have to say that I really love the double cleanse mm. because I mean, I 
disapproved that formulation so many times because <laughs> I I really wanted it to work together beautifully because I believe in a double cleanse, but I have problems with it because it strips my skin of its natural oils mm -hmm. because so many cleansers are so harsh. And we used such gentle surfactants, you know, those little ingredients that pull the dirt from, from your skin. And we made sure that it's so hydrating and moisturizing. So the first balm cleanse really, really removes your makeup instantly, which is awesome. So no like rubbing and scrubbing. And the second one to just get all of that remaining dirt off and your skin feels so soft and so smooth. And it's just such a welcoming experience for me because usually my skin feels like 10 sizes too small mm. <laughs> after cleansing. So I really do love the double cleanse. Uh, well, again, I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> these are all things now that I'm very interested in trying for myself and I don't have terribly sensitive skin. Um, but I do want to ask, I mean, you had mentioned the first thing that maybe people with sensitive skin ought to consider doing is cutting out all of the stuff that doesn't work. Mm. So again, you've been through this process. This is how you've brought Figgy to life. What other advice do you have for people that are suffering with sensitive skin, particularly in the face? I think the big thing is really to go back to the basics. And the hardest thing for me with sensitive skin is, you know, the beauty industry and just life in general and society is like, oh, you always want to look your best. And you see all of these beautiful ingredients that can help fight wrinkles and pigmentation and all of that. Mm -hmm. But the reality for us with sensitive skin is you just your skin can't tolerate it. And I mean, one of the golden standards in antioxidants is probably vitamin C. And that's why I created the Figgy Day Cream because I my skin can't tolerate vitamin C mm. because in a lot of formulations, it's too high. The concentration is way too high for me. Mm -hmm. So it's a wonderful ingredient, but it causes me such pain, you know, and it's the same with retinol. Retinol can be really harsh for, for sensitive skin. So if you're going through a flare up, my go-to is always like the three-point rule. First, cancel out everything except the basics. Check if it's not in the water, because a lot of times it may be when you're traveling or there's something going on with the municipal water or something. And I switch over to washing with rebus tea. Mm -hmm. um, and the third is just to be aware of my anxiety disorder and my lifestyle at that moment. Have I been stressing more than usual? Am I maybe having a panic flare-up? Because that's definitely going to cause an issue? Am I having some hormone issues? So those are usually the three things I go to first. Uh, that's such an easy thing to think about. So uh, again, thank you for sharing that. Um, and I'm sure that people out there can take note that it's easy to take stock of three simple things. Yeah. As regards the water, um, you've brought it up a few times, and this has been said on the podcast previously, people tend not to think about that being a contributing factor to you know skin flare-ups. Why might that be the case? Um, what what would be in municipal water that could cause irritation to someone who's got sensitive skin? Gosh, I'm not I'm not a water expert, but <laughs> I, I know you know when people often you would hear people say that they have hard water, hard and soft. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So it's uh, I, now I, I'm I'm thinking about it in my native language Afrikaans, and I'm not getting the word in English, but it's the chalk in the water, the white, yeah, the white yeah. stuff, right? So that makes the water really harsh and super drying. 
And the last thing you want for sensitive skin is to dry it out even more or to add any higher level of um, like salt or saltiness. Um, So maybe even salt water, a lot of pools have salt water these days, Mm -hmm. then you would find that your skin feels really bad afterwards. So I think that's what really makes the difference, you know, because even now when I travel within Portugal from the south part to the north part, And I take a shower, like my hair feels different. My skin is immediately upset. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it really makes a difference because at home we use the borehole water. So we don't use municipal water. And I feel a huge difference in my skin. Mm -hmm. I immediately know when the water has changed. (laughs) Well, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm certainly not a water expert. That's just fine. But I do think that it's important (laughs) to say I've experienced a very similar situation being in the state of California, in the States, between the North and the South, similarly, the water, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Mm. Before we move into more general topics about entrepreneurship, which I really am curious about, I'd love to understand where can people find Figgy? Um, this is the point we want to make sure people are walking away knowing the website, the social, if you wouldn't mind, let's lay it out there. Oh, thank you. So the best way is probably to go to figgylife.com, F-I-G-G-I-Life.com, because there you will find the podcast, a blog, and a link to the shop, um, the online store. If you want to go directly to the online store, you can go figgy.eu. And yeah, our Sensi Soul, the regimen was <laughs> sold out. Congrats. So I'm so happy it's finally back in stock. <laughs> so also congrats. It is to, there to buy. So that's the best place where you can find us. Amazing. And we'll include everything in the show notes to make it nice and easy for the listeners. But did just want to make sure that you could drop those links. It makes it easier for everybody. Thank you. <laughs> um, you're very welcome. So you've mentioned now a few times a podcast. Um what do we what do we got going on? What are you talking about on this podcast? Um, obviously, you're here with us today, but you're going and doing other things elsewhere. Let's let's hear about it. So it's the My Figgy Life podcast. And the whole point of this podcast is just for other women like me, high achievers, professionals that are just trying their best and still want like purpose in their lives. But they need a space where they don't have to think about how to advise and don't have to be okay. So I talk a lot about my experiences in business. I share a lot about my anxiety disorder and how you can help those that have an anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have doctors that come on the podcast and help us talk about women's health and how we can better look after ourselves. We talk a lot about spiritual coaching and mentoring, really just everything that you can find a safe space in for 30 minutes every week. Oh, I love that. That sounds like such a pleasure. Um, would you mind dropping the name um, and where could people access it? Yeah, it's the My Figgy Life podcast and you can access it on any audio streaming service that you prefer. <laughs> the dream. Now let's talk, I mean, entrepreneurship. Uh, you would come from a legal background, um, working... <laughs> In a very serious, um, as you mentioned, um, fraught field with lots of emotions and barriers um, to something which also is quite fraught and lots of barriers. Um, What are some challenges that you experience along the way um, as a woman entrepreneur, um, specifically within skincare and beauty? You know, the thing for me is just that 
I think I was lucky because this was not my first entrepreneurial journey because I had built the consultancy mm-hmm. in a very male-dominated industry. But for me personally, I haven't really... It's difficult for me to speak about something from like purely a woman's perspective. Sure. Because I think that it's how you perceive it or how you see it or how you experience it. And I've been very lucky to not uh, have perhaps the same challenges because I've worked with really wonderful men in my career and I've that have given me beautiful opportunities and beautiful people. But challenges for me in the skin and beauty industry is just because I needed to create a space where people could come to where it's okay not to be okay. Mm. And where you can have the secret or sacred space to just be who you are. And the beauty industry is all about being what you're not. So I think when I started Figgy, there was this kind of, (laughs) maybe this idea of like, what the hell is she doing? (laughs) Like, this is so wrong. (laughs) Everything about this is wrong because not only am I like not advertising it ingredients or massive like product lines, I'm I'm saying life happens and there's no secret to happiness and I'm tired of how to advice and I'm demotivated <laughs> by self-care. So that I think has been a challenge. And what came with that was having to share so much and I'm a deeply private person. So that has been definitely an experience for me. <laughs> uh, I can truly only imagine I'm not in this position um, by choice. I I appreciate the struggle um, in terms of what one has to do to build a brand in this day and age. So much is required of the founder. Um, a lot of, as you said, sharing, um, whether or not one wants to, it's really often not a choice anymore. It's demanded of brands um, in terms of what I want as a consumer. So any specific challenges or um, hiccups that you experience you might want to share in the service of helping others that are maybe in a position of wanting to start their own brand or thinking about um, innovation or, or changing things up for themselves? Yeah. So, you know, for me, a really big challenge that I didn't expect, just to be real from the beginning, right? So I did not have angel investments and all of these things behind me. Mm -hmm. I built this from the ground up myself. I took money away from my family, from the consultancy that I left behind. So you really don't have the budget to appoint this team of experts Mm -hmm. that know everything and every so you're trying your best to to learn and i did okay with most things because i had experience in some of that but marketing just completely derailed me Mm. i mean it's been such a challenge for me and i also came from a background in human rights where it was really frowned upon to be on social media Mm -hmm. because we're dealing with a lot of sensitive content. So when I'm saying I didn't even know how to create an account on Instagram, I'm really not lying. Like it's been an uphill battle. It's really been difficult and I'm trying my best and I've gone through a really bad time with people that I don't think I've made the right decisions with because of a lack of education on my part. Mm-hmm. But I have beautiful people assisting me now and I'm I'm so blessed to have met them. And I'm so grateful for their kindness because this is definitely not my field of expertise. And <laughs> I I was, you know, you know, marketing is important, but 
for such a product-based business in this day and age, like it's crucial. And I never in my life imagined there to be things as complicated as an Instagram algorithm or Facebook likes. And it it really, it's, it's been hard. <laughs> well, again, I appreciate the candor and I know that our listeners too, um, the, the whole thing can be crazy making. Uh, so it's validating to hear someone say like, I've had this experience. If you're experiencing something similar, you're definitely not alone. Um, also, the notion of keeping this self-funded, um, controversial. Certainly, you allow a lot of control in the end, which is great. Um, there's a lot of controversy around angel investments in VC. Uh, so, I mean, it's really like mm. picking poison. Um, and so, appreciate very much you talking about your experience with that. Um, any changes um, that you would hope to see for the beauty and skincare space? I mean... Um, your line, for example, much more um, sort of holistic, looking at the bigger picture of what's happening with the complete person and then product offerings to help them on their journey. That's not always what the skincare and beauty industry is about. Um, oftentimes, it's telling someone what they are, and then you've got a product for that thing. What are your thoughts? I mean, where are you hoping that the industry is going um, or changes that need to be made still that you see need to happen? I mean, for me, I think I would just hope that we would get to a point where we can respect the consumer as an intelligent individual capable of making their own decisions because, you know, it's good to have information out there and we live in an age of information, but there's so much just wrong information about wonderful ingredients and products and, you know, brand bashing and smashing. And the point is just like, Beauty, I think, is one of the most personal experiences. You know, you don't experience it the way that I do. And my skin doesn't react the way that yours does. Just because I need to avoid fragrance doesn't mean you don't have to smell like a bouquet. You know, <laughs> fragrance isn't bad for everybody. But I think we've gone into a space where deceptive marketing and telling stories in a way that makes the consumer want to do something that they probably would not always have done or think about something they probably would not have thought of as such has reached such a level where it's just so confusing. And, you know, like I say, consumers are intelligent individuals mm -hmm. capable of making their own choices. So give them the right information and let them decide. Yeah. If only everyone felt similarly um, in this space, uh, I think that it's it's well put. <laughs> I similarly am just so put off by, as you mentioned, the deceptive tactics, um, providing people with factual, accurate information and letting them make decisions really ought to be the way that we go about doing things. Certainly, that's not the case in um, the, the general sense. Um, so glad to hear that you're championing this, however. Thank you. It's probably not, probably not the best marketing pitch ever. Oh, I mean, but ultimately it is. I mean, this is, you know, important to you. And, and there's so many millions of people out there that, that feel strongly about this, that, you know, want to make informed choices. But as you say, like, there's a lot of magic that goes into keeping people from making informed choices or having them think that they have when in fact they've done the opposite um, and, and around and around we go. Um, so I'd love to to ask from your perspective, uh, what's what's next? I mean, you've talked frankly about some of the challenges that you've experienced um, and things in terms of marketing that have been a little bit more intensive than you'd maybe thought. But but what's next for the brand? What's next for you? So to be 
hundred percent honest. Please. I just two and a half weeks ago, I had a pretty severe relapse in my panic disorder mm. because I was not taking care of myself. So my immediate next steps is getting back to a healthy space. I love that. And just understanding that this is where I need to be right now. For the brand, I am already working on a hydrating serum, especially for sensitive skin, especially if you can't tolerate things like the retinol and all of that, but you still want to have that little bit of indulgence. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about that, but it's in the early stages and, and we're still playing around with it and it's going through all the claims tests. So that's where that is heading next. <laughs> Oh, well, that is very, very exciting. Um, I love the the mindfulness that's being brought to all of these things. Um, again, something that's not true, writ large, um, and you know, is something that's valuable. So um, and also again, thank you for being so honest and open about the sort of personal aspect, which you know, we're all humans. Yeah. We all experience things. Um, and that's also something that we need to work on, whether good, whether bad. Or just experience. So yeah. <laughs> again, I'm glad that you're on the mend. Thank you. Sorry that you experienced that, but certainly very relatable. We've all been there. Yeah. All right. Well, let us, before we let you go, get into our quick takes. Okay. These are the questions that we ask of all of our guests. Um, and we don't want you to think about it for too long. Um, and we want to hear what you got to say. So the first question is, what is the first beauty or hair product that you remember having to have as a child? A rooibos, um kit. It uh, it was like, I can't, I think it was blue, but rooibos is such a staple in a South African house. And my mom always loved skincare. And I saw this teenage range with rooibos and I was like, oh, I just have to have it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and like, it's a through line. This is obviously something that is very important to you. Um, and certainly part of Figgy. Love to see it. Yeah. Um, are you superstitious at all? And if so, about what? Yeah super superstitious <laughs> okay anything in particular everything don't break a mirror in the house don't open an umbrella don't walk under a ladder <laughs> like the, the I, classics all of the good ones yeah okay my family has irish roots so it's pretty severe yeah i feel that <laughs> um who would play you in a biopic about your life uh i think maybe pipe Piper P Parabo, because people have told me I look like her. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I can see it. I mean, now that you say it, absolutely. Um, I think she could have the chops. That could be fun. <laughs> um, what do you consider to be the ultimate comfort food? Pasta, any type of pasta, as much as I can possibly eat. <laughs> wow. Um, that's a perfect answer. I love that. Um Say that you are on a deserted island and you can only bring three products with you. Um, keeping in mind, food, sustenance, shelter, all of that is accounted for. So this is really a situation of you're fine, but what are the products? We want to know what are the things that you have to have with you when you're traveling somewhere, basically. Must a beauty product? Mm -hmm. Okay, so sunscreen, definitely, because... Uh, yeah, that's really bad for my skin. <laughs> uh, La Balm, I'm super addicted. And Vaseline, because it cures everything. <laughs> Easy. These are classics. Um, we love to see it. Okay, well, thank you so much for, for joining us and for participating in the Quick Takes. Thank you. Um, before we let you go, one last time, if you could, um, where can we find you and Figgy? Um, let's, let's let everybody know. 
So you can go to figgylife.com, F-I-G-G-I life.com and find the podcast, blog and shop, or you can go directly to the shop at figgy.eu. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Jeff, that, that was a moment in time, right? A moment of all of the feelings and a big pivot into something that we see today. So that takes a lot of guts, a lot of strength. Absolutely. And the product offering is really incredible. Um, Dr. Jean sent some of Figgy to us post interview, which was incredibly kind. Um, and I've been trying it and I don't have very sensitive skin, but I got to say things are responding well. So shout out to, to her because Figgy's where it's at. Turns out. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volume up at the tease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to Josh Landowski and Nathan Folks for the custom Volume Up theme song. And thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.